0: Through Jesus' death, do these amazing truths permeate our awareness as we carry on with life? Let's read together our primary text for today. And so, sound booth—we didn't rehearse this or go over this previously. So, thank you for for hanging with me. I'm going to read 1 Peter chapter one, verses three through five. Peter gives us a little inkling of the enormity of what is ours because of Easter, because of the cross of Jesus. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth, a new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, that can never spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. Amen? Amen. And when our daughter Morgan was younger, Dana and I would uh, have her friends over, friends that she would invite, and come over to the house for her birthday party. And those were fun. Those were memorable. We did things like tie-dye t-shirts and uh, other fun projects. So Morgan got gifts from her friends, but her friends went away with gifts also. Probably all of you are aware of that custom, yeah? Yep. Everyone was accounted for. Everyone was considered. Everyone received a gift. So today, it seemed good to consider the gifts that our Heavenly Father has given us, all of you. The gifts that you and I get to hold on to and to cherish because of Easter. So... I brought some gifts. Hmm? There's more in here. Yeah. These are a symbol to us of the gifts that are ours forever. These are resurrection gifts from our heavenly father who loves to lavish the treasures of his kingdom upon us. Amen. All right. Here we go. This will be fun. Uh, and you probably in the back maybe can't see them, but I'm just going to display them across the, the front right here. I didn't pre plan this. Okay, here's gift number one this gift is called atonement. Okay. Does anyone here ever beat themselves up in guilt? <laughs> B- besides me. Besides me. I mean, do, do, you, do you confess that? How many of us hang on to guilt? Listen to the words of John the Baptist when he saw Jesus coming toward him from John 1.29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, my friends, that is an introduction, if I ever heard one. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away The sin of the world. The gift of Easter, atonement, removes our sin. Removes our guilt. All of that was placed on Jesus. Who removed it by his death. By his sacrifice. Today and from now on, you can leave your guilt with God. Today I'm here to tell you, you are guiltless. Praise God. Amen. All right. You like that gift? Is that one good? There's more. There's more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll go just like this. Okay. Now this is a big word. I don't know that it came up on the slides Again, we didn't pre-rehearse this. Guys, stay with me on this word. This word, this gift is propitiation. Say that one. Get your mouth around that one. Propitiation. There it is. Yeah. Well, with this gift, the wrath of God towards sin is removed from us. With propitiation through Jesus, the requirement towards sin by holy God is appeased it's satisfied propitiation gets even better than that though besides God's wrath being removed guess what we now have entered into his eternal favor this is the 180 not only has his wrath been removed but you have become his favorite you have eternal favor with God, because of the cross. Amen? Amen. Consider these words from Isaiah. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, that's us, release from darkness for the prisoners, that's us, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah 61. Why does God do this? Because he loves us beyond our comprehension. Because his love for us is stronger than any estrangement that we could have. Now, I didn't put this one in the outline, so sorry, sound team. And Natalie, this one, I just got inspired. Sorry. 1 John 4, 10. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning, there's that first gift, atoning sacrifice for our sins. God's ruthless love made this possible. When God looks at you today, right now, you know what he sees? He sees the righteousness of Christ. Let that sink in. If you weren't feeling that before, just know that when he looks at you, out of perfect love, he sees the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Oh, well, this is fun. Huh? <clears throat> At least I'm having fun. Okay. All right, here's another gift this one is called reconciliation. Our guilt has been removed from us. We have favor with God. So therefore, we are reconciled. We are enemies no longer. We are no longer estranged from God. We are in relationship with Him. I came across this uh, short story from World War II, a book by Eric Remark. You may have read it, All Quiet on the Western Front. the movie, tells of a remarkable encounter between two enemy soldiers during the Second World War. During battle, a German soldier took shelter in a crater made by artillery shells. Looking around him, he saw a man wounded. He was an enemy soldier. He was dying. The German soldier's heart went out to him. He gave him water from his canteen and listened as the dying man spoke of his wife and children. The German helped him find his wallet and took out pictures of his family to look at one last time. In that encounter, these two men ceased to be enemies. The German had seen the wounded soldier in a new way, not as an enemy, combatant, but as a father, a husband, someone who loves and is loved, someone just like him. we now have the warmth and security and intimacy of close fellowship with God. We are enemies no longer. We have his presence. Consider Romans 5, 10 through 11. For if, here's that word, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more Having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life. Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. In our sin, we were separated, alienated from God. Well, my friends, we're separated no longer. We will never be separated From him ever again. Amen. Amen. Okay, there's more. There's more. This gift is called substitution. Substitution is how we're reconciled to God. Substitution is the heart of the atonement, our at-one-ment with God. We are reconciled, we are pardoned because Jesus took our place. It should have been me up there. I deserve it, but God would have it no other way. Consider these scriptures. From Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this one, again from Isaiah. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace do you love that phrase? We talked about it in Sunday school. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Substitution. This is our gift from Easter. We are reconciled to God because He took our place. Well, this is a generous party. <clears throat> huh. Gotta say. All right, two more. I got two more gifts. A nice bag. Huh? Okay. Easter has given us the gift of redemption. Redemption. You and I were in captivity. We were captive to our own tendencies. We were captive to our own inclinations, our own limitations, our own weaknesses. Jesus paid our ransom. So you and I don't have to sit in a jailhouse of our own making any longer. We have been redeemed. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law, which is death. But the curse is also this, in that down through the ages, people have been trying to supplement God's finished work on the cross. That's probably a nice PC word. Been trying to help him out. You know, as if, as if it wasn't enough, the cross. You know, our striving nature, you know, perhaps combined with our guilt, compels us to, oh, do good deeds and exhibit good behavior and discipline, desiring to accomplish what can only be accomplished through our saving faith. Well, Paul talks about this in Galatians. Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who's hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. See, there's the rub. We can't keep the law on our own. I don't know about you, but I'm not good enough. I cannot be good enough in my own strength. We need a Savior, and He gives you this gift today redemption. I need to embrace this gift. I need to give my limited, broken self to God. He knows my stuff anyway. So I might as well just give it to him. Galatians 3 presents the key. Instead of striving, I need to surrender. Amen. I need to surrender. And invite the Holy Spirit to inhabit all of me. Let him carry my weaknesses, my inclinations, my brokenness. Do I still sin? Yeah. Do you? Well... I'll just talk about me. Yeah. Of course we still sin, but you know what? That is no longer our nature to sin. We've been redeemed. We've been redeemed from the power of sin. We've been clothed with a new nature, the nature of Christ himself. And sin need no longer be our master. More from Romans Romans 6, the death he died, he died to sin. He died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. One more gift. And by the way, you can claim all your gifts on the way out. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Or better yet, you can even claim them up here with the prayer team. Yeah. Amen? Yes. Now, this gift has a long name. So stay with me on this one. This gift is called defeat of the powers of darkness. How about that one? Defeat of the powers of darkness. The sacrifice of Jesus marked the complete and total defeat of Satan and his power over us. Today, people, our enemy is a defeated foe. Amen? Amen. He even knows that. Our enemy is a defeated foe. Paul says this in Galatians. Having canceled... Not Galatians. Colossians. Sorry. Sorry. Paul proclaims this in Colossians. having Having canceled... The written code, that's the law, which, by the way, accuses, doesn't redeem. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, that's Satan and his legions, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. (sighs) Praise God. Amen. All right. So here's your Easter gifts. Here's your your party favors. And they are for all of us. And they are forever. They don't run out of batteries. They don't, you know, lose power and need to be rebooted. You know, they don't fade. They are ours forever. It's time to claim these. It's time to wrap them in our arms, take them home so that they might influence and permeate our lives. So here's the question. With such an array of gifts, what should our response be? How then should we live? Well, I have some points for us to consider. I borrowed these from a church website I saw. Oh yeah, it was our church website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, they might sound familiar. You've probably heard Pastor Eric talk about these just a time or two. Three pursuits to consider. One, let us become people of the book. Let us become people of the word. Let us seek deep spiritual formation together. Becoming like Jesus. Consider this. This is a favorite verse of mine. Well, Colossians is, is a favorite. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I love that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Let's learn more of God together. I encourage all of you to read, to reflect upon the Word of God. I encourage you to seek out a small group or one of our Kingdom Life communities that is starting or a huddle. A huddle is uh, instruction in the five ministry streams that most anything that we do in the name of Jesus probably lands in one of those, but it's getting our feet wet in those. So I encourage you to do that or gather with folks to connect, to pray to ponder, to ask questions, but to seek God together and grow in so doing. Second, let us become people of the Spirit. Let us become people who hunger for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within and upon us. Amen? Hungering for an anointing of an empowered witness empowered to carry, to share this message of Easter that the world is desperate for. They long for what you and I possess. This is a familiar verse from Acts. But you, that's you, not just the disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So I, I personalize that. And I make it like, okay, well, we'll be his witnesses under Colorado Springs and the state and all the West and, and the United States and the world. Yes, but we are empowered to be his witnesses. You and I have had our sin taken away. That's these gifts here. We are reconciled to God and we have his favor. Do you know you are God's favorite? It's one of my favorite things I like to say when I pray. You can look at your neighbor and go, you're his favorite. No, no, really. No, it's you. No, no, it's you and me. Yes, we are his favorite. We are free from captivity to sin, and we are partners with God. Partners to bring the hope of his kingdom to our world. You are plan A. And you know what? There's no plan B. At all. You are empowered to be a blessing and a conduit of God's love, of his radical love. Now third, let us become people who love living life together. Let us become people of sacred friendships. There's going to be much more on that topic in the weeks to come. So stay tuned. Let us become people of sacred friendships, making the journey in love and unity together. Let us seek to love and bless and honor one another, seeing each other as God sees us, for the gold that's in each of us, and to share life in community, a living, breathing family of God. Jesus tells us, To live life this way. Notice John chapter 13. A new command I give you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So may the triumph of Easter, may the victory of the resurrection what is yours because of the cross may that sink deeply into your soul and become a growing awareness as you live out your days life isn't easy life can be very hard and we've just been reminded of that this week But I want to leave you with this. This is uh, Second Corinthians and Paul giving us sort of a picture of life post Easter, because challenges still happen. But this is beautiful from Second Corinthians. We have this treasure, this treasure, in jars of clay. That's us, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. And not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Amen. May you live, really live, the victory of Easter. Amen. Amen.